and welcome to the roadmap from auto finance news since 1996 the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing it's monday march 28th and i'm amanda harris joined by whitney mcdonald this is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending march 25th 2022 rivian automotive inc's stock fell 73 percent due to downgrades production snags missed delivery targets and overpricing the ev automakers chief financial officer claire mcdonald is tasked with winning back the confidence of investors who bet on her and Rivian. In order to do so, she plans on getting new vehicles to market, building additional capacity in hopes of the stock prices taking care of itself, she said. In the meantime, the startup is expected to burn through $14 billion in the next two years and is anticipating several more years before revenue offsets spending. Uh, moving on to vehicle values, um, in the past, the MSRP um, set the ceiling for values. Uh, now, the MSRP, or the Manufacturer Suggested Retail Price, uh, sets the floor. So according to Kelly Blue Book, the average sticker price is now $41,500, an increase of almost 10% from two years ago, um, when the price sat at $37,800. Uh, factors contributing to elevated vehicles continue to be supply chain issues, cost of production, and in some cases, padding profits. I experienced this myself recently uh, when I looked for some new vehicles and found they were adding a couple thousand just a markup at the dealerships um, pretty much because they can. Uh, so it's been pretty challenging. Um, last week, we also posted our April magazine um, and Auto Finance News sat down with Chase Auto Chief Executive Peter Meringue to discuss the lender's latest moves including its launch of Chase Finance and Drive in January and its private label financing arrangement um, with EV manufacturer, Fisker Automotive. Along with those initiatives that kicked off 2022, um, Ringy also discussed Chase Auto's path toward digitization, including its efforts to offer a digital end-to-end -end car buying experience through Finance and Drive and its partnerships with other EV manufacturers, including Rivian. Uh, speaking of digitization, our April Magazine features focused on how lenders are leaning into technology advancements in the industry for data management. Uh, Whitney, can you share some of the takeaways from the April Magazine content? Yeah, of course. Um, the shift to poor digitization is progressing very quickly in the auto industry. And we saw that both at AFSA and CBA Live earlier this month. So for one of our features, we dove into lenders, including Chase Auto, Flagship Credit Acceptance, and GM Financial. They are all using the newest up-and-coming tech to manage their data systems in a way that they really never could before. So technology is being used as a tool to enhance in customer service and better understand the data, the data that they're analyzing on their platform so that they have a better understanding of who they're customers are and what their needs and expectations are. Um, of course, with new technology, lenders have a little bit more risk on their hands, so they need to ensure that they're maintaining compliance along the way. Chase Auto, for example, is keeping tabs on its data use through documentation and ensuring that if a regulator asks, they can always answer what data is being collected and what it is being used for specifically. Um, another 
issue with more technology is the need for data scientists. And like all industries today, kind of across the board, people are really hard to find. Um, so lenders are being pretty creative in order to fill tech positions. Uh, GM Financial has kind of switched its strategy to look for people who are willing to learn new skills rather than hiring those who already have those desired skill sets. So kind of this balancing act of we have all this technology available and we're using it, but we also need data, data analysts, excuse me, in order to uh, go through those data sets and effectively use them for the benefit of the company. So tech at hand, but we need more people in order to do that within the industry. So that was kind of our first, uh, first feature that we dove into for April. Great. Um, and I think you also covered how lenders are using consumer complaints as a resource. Kind of interesting. So what were some of those takeaways? Yes, very interesting. This was a session that I sat in on at CBA Live earlier this month. Um, the CFPB and lenders discussed how consumer complaints aren't necessarily a bad thing um, and can be used to better your practices across the board. Um, so the CFPB collects complaint data and it's available as a resource for lenders to benchmark themselves uh, against their competition. Um, it's an educational tool on their site that's updated uh, daily. And it's also used to see where regulations need to be put in place. So a tool for all of those things. Um, on the auto side, for the start of 2022, auto debt collection um, complaints in January and February surpassed 2021 figures. Um, last year in 2021, auto debt collection complaints were up 73% year over year. So we're already tracking to have that same um, influx of complaints year over year for this year. Um, lenders, however, have learned to take those consumer complaints and learn from uh, what consumers are complaining about and where the improvements need to be made in order to avoid those repeat complaints. Um, USAA, for example, they believe that transparency and trust is critical in the customer relationship and through managing it, its complaints and prioritizing responses, they've been able to better serve future customers and those that they already have on their platform. Um, kind of coming full circle and linking back to digitization, um, lenders have implemented artificial intelligence throughout their platforms um, through originations and onboarding, but now even to monitor those complaints. So the AI helps uh, kind of flag those issues before they even surface so that you can be getting less complaints down the road and addressing those issues before they get to the CFPB. Um, so lots going on with digitization and improving customer experience now that tech allows all of that. And I'm sure that we're gonna be seeing more tech surface throughout this year, but yeah, very interesting sessions and commentary uh, from both CBA Live and AFSA that we were able to kind of take a deeper dive into. Um, yeah, and we know that consumers complain, so it's very interesting how they're able to use that um, in a strategic way, you know, yes. and, and use it to their advantage. Uh, great features. The magazine issue, of course, is also available online, um, so you can read those features in their full, um, as well as all of our other great magazine content now. Um, we're also going to be providing a print copy at the upcoming Auto Finance Risk Summit and Auto Finance Innovation Summit on April 25th and 26th. 
at the Intercontinental in San Diego. Uh, it's coming up in a little less than a month now. Uh, so we hope to see you all there. You can still register if you haven't already. Um, and that about does it for our episode today. Uh, thank you for joining us on the roadmap and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. And we'll see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.